سكن الليل ونام الناس إلا العابدين وجدوا في فرحة النجوى عزاء الزاهدين ورأوا نورك في الروح فباتوا ساجدين وجدوا في فرحة النجوى عزاء الزاهدين ورأوا نورك في الروح فباتوا ساجدين يا إله العالمين يا مجيب Masha'Allah, the Book of Wisdoms, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, After a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim, yu'til hikmata man yasha'a, wa ma yu'til hikmata faqad a'utiya khayran kathira, that Allah gives wisdom to who he wants. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a'atina wa iyyakum al-hikmah, we ask Allah to give us and you and grant us, insha'Allah, wisdom. And Imam al-Shafi said, wisdom is the sunnah. MashaAllah, wisdom is Islam. Allahu Akbar. With that in mind, we're reading a book called The Wisdoms of Imam Ibn Al-Ta'Allah, which are reflections of a mind which has mastered and encapsulated the teachings of the Qur'an and the sunnah, Imam. That's why he's called Imam. The Imam is the one you can the one you can follow. And when you come across a person where the majority of mainstream scholars are calling that person imam, um, then you should feel safe in general with what that person's teaching. Although always you want to, you know, check and make sure because nobody's perfect. So that will help you as you kind of traverse some of the challenges within the contemporary Muslim community, especially the Sunni community, who has so much rancor in its heart towards one another that it can't love itself. And a lot of this is a post-colonial hangover that I talk about on my podcast and in general just being the object of hate of so many people in the world that we have perhaps begun to hate ourselves. So you see this constant bickering, constant fighting over scholars, the names of people, this imam, that imam. Listen, if you go to the tabaqat, the books of the ancient scholars, uh, and even 100 to 200 years ago, and you find the word imam mentioned in front of somebody's name, and that title is is recognized by the if you venn diagram the ummah the mainstream body of scholars then don't get caught up in all this nonsense and that's what i see most of the time happening people fighting over personalities that are called imams by the imma uh, so it's it's a waste of time and second we have to be aware that there are agents amongst us there are munafiqeen amongst us if there were munafiqeen in medina there are certainly munafiqeen in, in manhattan 
And one of the greatest signs of the munafiqeen, the hypocrites in the Quran, is that they try to create fitna and division amongst the believers. So we need to be very, very careful of those people who make a career for themselves attacking other people within the community and then ignoring like the broader issues that are impacting the community at an external level. We ask Allah bil-afiyah. So that takes us to Al-Imam, uh, Ibn Atta al-Askandari and the Hikam. And we're gonna quickly read Sheikh al-Sharnubi's. And again, another sign that you can trust a scholar is when a lot of scholars have taken the time to explain that scholar's book, not to warn people about it, but to either take away some mistakes because everyone makes mistakes that that person has made, uh, but largely to amplify the teachings, the sharh. Sharh means to expand, to amplify. So an explanation of a scholar's book is, is this ability to amplify it even more and to, um, if you will, refine it a little. So you see like the Ihya Ulum al-Din of Imam al-Ghazali, al-Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala, you see like there's more than like 50 shuruh, 50 sharh explanations of it. You see, the book of Imam Ibn Ta'Allah, a large number of his texts, like here, for example, Sheikh al-Sharnubi, scholars have explained it. And nowhere on the cover of the book does it say, be warned, ihdar, avoid, stay away, this will misguide you. So again, and I have a course on this that I'll be teaching in the future, like the, the foundations of study from a Fikri perspective, like how should we think as we go into Islamic studies? How can we be aware of agents that are trying to poison our love for one another and create division? And then when is it appropriate for us to, you know, definitely say that this is something wrong and something that we should be, you know, vehemently committed to? There's times for that. There's an edda for that. So I just gave you two important kind of points to that. Number one is if you find the word al-imam mentioned in front of somebody's name and it's consistent amongst mainstream scholars. And the number two is when you find a large number of explanations of a scholar's book and you, you don't find people saying like, beware, stay away, run. No, but you see them amplifying what that scholar wrote. And then of course, refining and perhaps correcting and editing uh, some of the mistakes he or she may have made. So that takes us now to the hikam. And the reason I also emphasize that introduction that I just gave you is because if you're really going to be a seeker, and I'm really going to be a seeker, as we'll talk about in the future, one of the keys is to have like a big heart, to have a forgiving soul towards people in areas where forgiveness is warranted. And oftentimes we don't see that. We find people in the name of religion, right, leaving the warmth of their personality, avoiding the kind of open heart that they had prior to their religious experience and replacing that with hardship. And that takes us now again to the second hikam. You want to peel away. Peeling away doesn't only mean materially. Peeling away could also be that, that nice, genuine personality that a person had, that forgiveness, the hilm that they had before. I want to, I want to pull away from all that and replace it with anf, with hard, harshness and shidda and making things cumbersome on people. You want to peel away from the asbab that Allah has given you. And the idea of iqama, right, is here it means Allah has caused you to stand. 
because in, in our theology, one of the main groups of the, the two main groups of, of Sunni theology, the Maturidis and the Ash'aris, the idea of standing is a profound merit metaphor because we say about God, if you studied essentials of Islamic faith with me, Qa'imun bi nafs. Qa'im established, be here, ba means ba sababiyah, self established. He feeds, he's not fed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only, only thing that we know for certain. There's nothing else. Allah is the only existent being, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that has established himself. Everything else I stand, literally, I can't stand on my own. In order for me to stand, I need my body. In order for me to stand, I need my bones. You can see now the beauty of this term, and we're going to unpack that in, in theology in the future, and how the, the majority of Sunni theology ties seamlessly into the idea of tasawwuf. Because when I realize, I cannot stand without things. And all those things are created, which I did not create. But Allah created them. Then that leads to an ihsan, an awareness of Allah, because I have nothing without Allah. So Allah is qa'im bi nafs. So when the Sheikh says ma'a meaning everything around you has been furnished for you by God and in you. And you want to you wanna pull away from those ni'am, those blessings, instead of trying to utilize them. Be careful that you don't pull, try to pull away from those things because that may mask a hidden desire. And then when you're in a state where things are taken care of, but you want to know if the grass is greener on the other side, be careful of that because that may take you down a notch. So let's read quickly how Sheikh Sharnubi uh, Al-Maliki Al-Azhari explains this hikam. He says very beautifully, And he begins, he says, so let's quickly read how, so let's quickly look, so let's look at Sheikh Sharubi, his explanation of this hikam, because his explanation is on point. He says, You want to peel away, you want to peel away after God has granted you this risk, granted you all the things around you. Be careful that may mask a hidden desire. And you wanting asbab after Allah has sufficed you with what you have, the asbab Allah has given you, has allowed you to stand, is enough for you. So the idea of being content, qana'a, right? Having a sense of contentment. You want more than what God has given you and sufficed you with, and you think you're gonna to try to earn that on your own, be careful because that may cause you to lose your spiritual station. You may lose your akhirah for the dunya. So Sheikh, he says, يعني, he says, the Sheikh, التجرد, Oh, the seeker, the one who, who's trying to direct his or her irada to Allah, you, you, you want to pull away from things. He 
Meaning you want to, you know the word khalas? To be like done? You want to takhalus. You want to be done with the things. And, and takhalus means like suddenly. So it's impulsive. You want to takhalus from what God has established you in and granted you and given you. He said be like halal, like you know, seeking halal risk. You know, and 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 you know, learning and engaging. Like I gave the example of me going to school and trying to quit school. He said, you know, this could be min shahwa al khafiya a hidden desire. And he says, Amma kaunuha a shaykh shamnubi min shahwa fali adam wukufik ma murad mawlak because you're not paying attention to what God wants for you. And you're trying to pull away from what God wants from you. And that's futile, right? But it's a sign of a desire that you have in you, right? You, you want to redirect your choice, the ability, what's called cusp. We'll talk about that in Aqidah. In our third season on Aqidah, we're going to get into it a little. And then unpack it slowly, like the idea of free will, utility, and so on and so forth. We'll unpack that in the future. But he's saying like a sign that this is a, a, a hidden desire is because these things have been made easy for you and you've been able to establish them in a way that suffices your dunya and your akhirah, then what the heck are you trying to pull away from them for? And he says, Because you know, it's, it's, it's a sign that, that this is a hidden desire because your initial way of looking at it is like, yeah, I don't want this because it's from dunya. So he's saying that's a hidden desire because when Allah gives us something from the dunya, we should use it in the halal, right? And as long as it's not harming our deen or harming our families or harming our life, we have things around us that are furnished for us in this world. Then to pull away from them in the name of religion is more dangerous because in the name of religion, I can mask a lot of hidden desires. In the name of religion, I can do a lot of evil. Although, because I, I did it in the name of religion, I don't see it. So he's saying that's shahwa al-khafiya. That's, that's a, a very subtle desire that most people won't be aware of. And he says, Bal liman He said, but in fact, what it is, is like, instead of pulling away from the dunya, you're pulling away from the creator. Although that's impossible, right? But what he's saying is like, you're trying to withdraw from what God has given you. So that's where that, that hidden desire lies. فَقَدْ زَيَّنْتَ لَكَ النَّفْسُ أَوْ زَيَّنَتْ لَكَ النَّفْسُ And he said, so your soul has made this look appealing to you. Your desires have made this appealing to you. But your soul has tricked you and me into thinking that we can pull away from these things and that it's good for us. And then he, he, he comments on the second part of this hikmah and he says, And then you want... You want the you want the things around you that are going to furnish your life and make your life better, even though Allah has blessed you to be frugal, or blessed you in what you have, because simplicity is is very subjective. Al badaratu min al iman. The hadith says, you know, simplicity to be content is from a sign of iman. So he's saying the contentment is gone. We want more, even though Allah has sufficed us 
in a, a, a simple way, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, be careful because that will cause you to drop from a noble aspiration. So the Shaykh Sharnubi says, وَكَذَارِكَ الْإِرَادَتُكُ الْأَسْبَابَ الشَّاغِلَةِ عَنِ اللَّهِ الْكَرِيمِ مَعِ إِقَامَتِهِ إِيَّاكَ فِي تَجْرِيدِ And he says, you want to do things that are going to keep you busy and away from God. He's not talking here about the wajib or the sunnah. Because that, that has rulings and those are clear for us. Just like an istikhara. There's no istikhara in the sunnah or the wajib or the makru or the haram because we have clear guidance in those issues. So he's not saying like you want to busy yourself with worship or you want to busy yourself, uh, you know, with foundational obligations. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying you want to be busy with things which take you away from Allah, which take you away from khair. So he says, So the Shaykh explains this hikmah. He says, he said, you know, now you want to busy yourself with things that are going to take you away from Allah, where Allah has blessed you with a, a wonderful life. You got what you need in dunya and akhirah, and it may not be the penthouse, but you got a house. It may not be the Bugatti, but you got a Prius. It may not be the nicest shoes in the world, but you got shoes. It, it may be even less or more than that. But it suffices you and your family. The Prophet said, right? Simplicity is from Iman. So the Shaykh is saying, in that state, if you want things to furnish your dunya more that are going to take you away from Allah, be careful. Be careful because that may cause you to lose a, a, a high aspiration, which of course, is al-Jannah. So he said, عَنِ اللَّهِ الْكَرِيمِ مَعَ إِقَامَتِهِ إِقَامَتِهِ إِيَّاكَ فِي التَّجْرِيدِ وَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى رَزَقَكْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا تَحْتَسِبْ بِفَضْلِهِ الْعَمِيمِ and, and, and Allah has taken care of you. And the wow here means while God has provided for you uh, out of his blessings, subhanahu wa ta'ala, which are you know, universal and, and, and powerful, be careful in hitatun an al-himmati al-aliyah li'anna dharik. Here he says something very beautiful. Because you may fall from a great aspiration because, listen to what he says in Arabic, li'anna dharika ruju'un min al-haqqa ila al-khalq. Because that is, instead of returning to the creator and leaving the creation, you're now returning to the creation and fleeing the creator. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Wa hiyurtbatun. And he said, that, that's like taking you down. Like you were headed for a great relationship with Allah. Your relationship with Allah was moving. You were growing in that relationship. Your, 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 your spiritual capacity had grown. Your ability to worship had grown. And then suddenly you went back. You went back. And sometimes this happens like, you know, even in conversion, like years and years later, we start to wonder, like, especially as the tides of the community pull away from us, we don't have the same support mechanisms that we may have had when we were in MSAs. And for many of our convert brothers and sisters, getting married is very difficult. So as your friends and people around you married and moved on, or for divorcees too, right? In a Muslim community who aren't converts, as those friends move on and begin to erode, we start to wonder about things from the past. And in our mind, what would have happened if I had like done this thing or done that thing or done this thing? Ruju ila al-anil haq ila al-khalq. So I've left my 
idea about moving toward the Creator, and now I'm moving back to the dunya and moving away from the Creator. And moving back from the dunya means I'm doing something makru or haram or mubah that is going to take me away from where I was in my relationship uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَلْزِمْ أَيُّهَا الْمُرِيدِ مَا رَضِيَهُ لَكَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَمِيدِ so then stay upon the way in which the Aziz and the Hamid is pleased with, meaning what Allah has given you. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu fihi, because whatever Allah has put you, entered you in, adkhalaq Allah means Allah has placed you there. Wherever Allah has placed you in your life, utilize that to the, its maximum capability. And you, you weren't able to do that on your own. So your entrance into situations and your exits from situations, all of these things are caused by Al-Azizul Hamid, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sakun with, the, with that, be with that and, and, and find it and discover it. It's not easy. And he mentions the verse, وَقُوا رَبِّ أَدَخِلْنِي مُدْخَرَ صِدْقٍ وَأَخْرِجْنِي مُخْرَجَ صِدْقٍ وَجَعَلْ لِي مِنْ لَدُونْكَ سُلْطَانًا نَصِيرًا Oh Allah, enter me into a truthful entrance. And exit me in a truthful exit, meaning it's all with you, all my life, everything around me that happens, the comings and the goings. These days come and go, the good and the bad, the pain, the sorrow, the happiness, the success and the failure, the isolation and the sense of fulfillment. Make that truthful for me. Make that on the haq. And, and exit me from things in a way which is the truth, a way which is al-haq. And grant me from you a, a, a power which is helping me and aiding me throughout my life. And he says, so a truthful engagement of something is that you do it with God. Not on your own. And, and what he means here is that you're aware of the rulings, the fiqh. What is the halal and haram of going into these things? And then, of course, the wisdom. Is it going to create more harm or is it going to create less harm? And your exits are birabbik, are with Allah, meaning you're aware of the ahkam. Remember in Essentials of Islamic Faith when I talked about the idea of faith being with God, not in God, this is, this is the essence of that right now. So my comings and goings in life, my engagements and disengagements, I'm with Allah, ihsan, because number one, I believe all power, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, and existence is only from God. And number two, I do my best to make sure what is the proper ruling for this situation. And that's why, inshallah, when we teach al-Aqdari in the future in fiqh, one of the first obligations, the primary obligations, that Imam al-Akhdari says, and ya'lam hukm Allahi fi, that one of the first things you have to know first is what's the ruling on this? Like, am I allowed to engage or am I compelled to disengage? So that's being with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he mentions in Surah Al-Imran, mustaqim, and whoever clings to God. Ya'tasim billah clings to the rope of God. Faqad has been guided indeed to sirat mustaqim, ila sirat mustaqim to the straight path. Fakun haythu aqamak Allahu dhul fadlil azim. So be wherever Allah has placed you. You know what I mean? 
exercise that to its full potential. Then he says, وَعَلَامَتْ الْإِقَامَةِ And that's the question people have. Like, how do I know where God has placed me? So the Sheikh Sharnobi says, وَعَلَامَتُ الْإِقَامَةِ حُصُولُ الْإِسْتِقَامَةِ You can memorize it. عَلَامَتُ الْإِقَامَةِ حُصُولُ الْإِسْتِقَامَةِ The sign that this is where God wants me is that I'm established in it. I'm doing well. وَتَيْسِيرُ الْأَسْبَابِ مِنَ الْكَرِيمِ الْوَحَّابِ And that the furnishings to accomplish that, the resources needed to accomplish that, come in a facilitated way. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يوفقنا وإياكم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله.